Welcome to Pole Hub Golf the Podcast, hosted by Matt Cook and Mike Perez. Well, Mikey, we have a very special guest today, Mr. David Ledbetter. And I can't believe we've made it to episode three or what we're going to call is round three now, uh, because as we look at a tour event, right, we're, we play four rounds. Sometimes there's Monday if there's a Rocco Media Tiger Woods uh, scenario for a U.S. Open. On we a made the cut. Leg. Yeah, absolutely. We made the cut. Uh, but uh, I want to hear from you really quick, Mikey. And part of this introduction of bringing on uh, Mr. David Ledbetter, the the famous Mr. Famous. David Ledbetter, uh, one of the best coaches in the world, has taught yeah. a million PGA Tour pros. Everybody knows him if you're in the yeah. golf space. But Mikey, how do you know Mr. David Ledbetter? And then uh, if you want to go ahead and give him a brief inter- introduction. Sure. First of all, David, thank you for coming back. Actually, I call him DLB. I know it sounds silly. Why do you, why do you call him DLB? I go, well, DLB, David Ledbetter. You know, so <laughs> he, I think I'm probably the only one that calls him DLB. So that's what makes it so great. Anywho, I think, uh, well, David, DLB and I, we met a long time ago when I worked with Carl Welty and my brother was working with Welty and Jim McLean at the time. And then uh, we ran into David and met David back in the day. I remember seeing him... It had to be 2001 at final stage of Q School. It was my first year that I made it to finals, and I th- and he was with Ty. So that's when we kind of really met. And then during that week of that was back when Q School was six rounds of final stage on two courses at Bear Lakes. Uh, so we were there for 14 days basically, and. But that's how we initially met, and then we ran into each other at the American Cancer Society event last August, which he was the honorary guest, and we started talking. He followed us around for a good six holes, and we were just shooting the shit. We had a great time. He told me what I was doing wrong, and he fixed it instantly, and it did work. Still working. I used it today, <laughs> as you could tell. Not shocked. Uh, With a but, resume uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> but it works. Uh, he was right. It was grip. It was A lot of it was a grip. I don't know if you remember DLB, but I do. A lot of it was the grip. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of getting in the right spot. But that's pretty much... We could go back to 1990... I'm going to say... I was, I mean, 12 or 13 years old when I was working with the great uh, Carl Welty. And... You know, Pat was working with him and Jim McLean, and you were involved. I mean, it was like the big three, right? I mean, it was you, McLean, and Welty, and I forgot who the other one was uh, back in the early 90s. There was one more great coach. Uh, it could have been Jim Flick. It could have been... Yeah, uh, it could have been Flicky. Yeah. yeah. It could have been definitely Jim Flick. We had, but we had, I uh, yeah, we really... Jim McLean, myself, and actually Dave Pelts. We, we, we were sort of the first three coaches on the, the Golf Channel. That's right. Back. That's right. That's right. Well, we're, we'd love to have you on, and thank you so much for yeah, coming on. It's great catching up with you. We, you and I have been talking. And I love the title of your show. How do you call it Paul Hook instead of Push Fade? I, wish I, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be called Double Cross, but Matt came up with something like, a lot better. I, I've, I've been fighting the Paul Hook my entire golf career. Yeah, see, I haven't. <laughs> but I've, I, I agree with you, DLB. I go Push Cut. 
you know, that's go. that's the mess. I always tried to play the push draw, and uh, my God, did that turn into a pull? But we're relating we're relating with the uh, uh, other golfers that pull hook uh, most of their right. shots. Yeah. Boy, did I hit a few today too. I should have got on film. And, Body and stopped. I didn't trust the knee, and I just. <laughs> <laughs> Play good though. Well, one of the big reasons why we wanted to have you on, David, is because some of the yes. philanthropy that you've been doing within the sport, and there's a specific story that we really want to talk to you about. It in caught my eye to Ukraine and the situation that's going on over there. And I'll, I'll let you take it from here, David, because it's such a great feel-good story, and uh, we're just so grateful that uh, you're here to share it with yeah, our audience it. and with us. I loved it as soon as I heard it. I texted him right away and said, so, David, please uh, tell us about uh, Misha. Yeah, you know, this was this young Ukrainian golfer whose name is actually Michael in Ukrainian, it's, but his short, shorter version is Misha, Misha Golod, and uh, G-O-L-O-D. And I, I actually, how I found out about it, I mean, I'd heard his name, you know, obviously we're very involved with junior golf. We have our mm. own junior full-time academy and, his name was sort of being thrown around a little bit here and then. He, he played over here. He actually played in the Orange Bowl last year and at the age of 14. And, wow. you know, he, he finished sixth, which is pretty damn good when you consider that most of those kids are 16, 17 from all right. over the world. So he's got some game. But anyway, I, I read the story by Joel Beal out of Golf Digest talking about uh, Misha and saying that, you know, here's this young kid. He's, you know... Potential star from the Ukraine. They have very few golfers, very few golf courses, uh, and so uh, it was. He said he he's down in the basement there three or four times a day. They could hear bombs, you know, bursting. Gosh. Uh, you know, and so and he he from he lives in Kiev. In fact, his golf course. Wow. The Russians are actually encamped encamped on his golf course moment because it's just outside oh, of Kiev. Wow. So they took over the clubhouse, and uh, so I mean. And the, the story went on a little bit. So he's trying to get out of um, trying to get out of the Ukraine. Uh, the fact that he's, he's like to come to America. He was thinking about going to Boca. He'd spent a little bit of time down there in the past. So I thought, you know, this is an opportunity. I mean, just from a humanitarian standpoint, see if I try to help somebody. I mean, it wasn't yeah. no other reason than say, hey, you know, let's see what we can do. And I, I called a, a friend of mine, a guy called Jim Nugent, uh, who's on the board with me of the AJGA. I said, Jim, let's, you know, would you like to get involved somehow? And Jim's a, he sort of knows everybody. He used to be one of the chief writers for Golf Weekly, and now he's got his own uh, uh, internet magazine called Global Golf Post. And so he's a very influential guy in the golf industry. And he said, yeah, let's see what we can do. So we got... Lo and behold, with my contacts and his, we, we got hold of quite a few people. I mean, the AJGA got involved. They started, mm. they started, to, uh, they started to go fund me. I, I probably before that, I should explain how we got out of the country. Let sure. me, let me before, we, before we get to that. And so they figured, okay, where were they, where are they going to go? Because, you know, north, south, east, or west. I mean, the Russians were coming in from the east. And so they figured they were going to go west, go through Poland. Uh, sorry, go, go through Hungary, excuse me, not Poland, Poland more north. Uh, so uh, anyway, so his, they decided, okay, what they were going to do. I got hold of him just through the internet. I mean, I, I had his email address, and I wasn't sure whether hey, he was going to answer it, whether he even had internet. I got hold of him, and actually, then I spoke to him on, on WhatsApp and got what the family was planning on doing. 
and the dad was going to drive he and his mom to um, to the border. His dad wasn't able to leave because if you're under sixty, you have to stay there. You got to, you know, you're in the military basically. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to fight. Wow. You know, you know so they they wouldn't let anybody of that age leave. So anyway, so his dad dropped his. They took two days, I think, over two and a half days to get to the border, going through all these military checkpoints. They had tanks, uh, Ukrainian tanks going by them, sort of, you know, on the roads. I mean, pretty scary situation. Sure. You know? I can't even I mean, imagine. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I mean, they'd already had a, a big bombardment of Kiev. Uh, and yeah. uh, it's, uh, you know, so he, they actually got to the border. He thought it was a little quicker than they thought, in actual fact. And because um, I think more people were going through Poland than they were through, through Hungary. Anyway, so they got to the border. His dad couldn't join them. And so he and his mom, they, they uh, went to uh, the airport at Budapest. They stayed at the hotel overnight. They then flew to London. Wow. And the next morning they flew from London to Orlando. Because I said, hey, you got, we're going to get you sorted out. So you just get over here and we'll figure it out, you know? So That's great. anyway, we, <clears throat> we went to the airport. They got in pretty late. And uh, so fortunately he had a, he's had a tourist visa, which enables him to come over periodically just to play tournaments, you know, so. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Drink that vodka. So anyway, uh, it's not as strong as what you're drinking there, but that's okay. <laughs> well, vodka's stronger than this. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we got him here, and uh, his mom was here for, she came with him for a couple of days. Wow, so she went back. Wow, yeah, she went back. She went really, back and- Really and goes to the dedication. I mean, we, we've, we've seen it over and over again, the dedication to country and just how proud the Ukrainians are. Yeah. And I mean, it really says something there. That's what caught my attention about this whole thing. And then when I heard DLB you know, was involved, I'm like, well, I called them up right away. So go on, David, sorry, but that's, that's, that's great. So anyway, we, we met Misha and uh, say we, I said, okay, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna help you out here, Misha. We're gonna get you enrolled in our junior academy. Uh, you're going to stay with Angela. She's going to be your surrogate mom over here. And uh, uh, his mom was named Vita and her dad's name's Oleg. But Vita, you know, literally, she's only here for like 24 hours. And so she, you know, she seemed pretty happy. I think she just wanted to see where, where Misha was going to. And she felt extremely happy. And so anyway, uh, it's kind of long story short. I mean, we, we had all these people involved. You know, we had the USA, USGA, they donated money. We had the PGA Tour, they invited him up to the players and he, he went up there for a day and a half and actually got to play it the day after the tournament. Oh, no kidding. But, no. Yeah, so, you know, he was, uh, he was... Uh, at Bay Hill too, right? Wasn't he at Bay Hill? He was at Bay Hill, he was. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. But, but he got, uh, he got announced um, uh, on the first tee uh, and... Uh, and it was it was pretty special. I mean, he's a very mature kid too. I mean, he, sure. he listened to him and it's like, man, this this kid is way, way, way beyond his years. The way yeah. he speaks and the, the way he thinks. And I mean, he's kind of like me when you remember me back in the teenage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's actually Misha is a golf nerd. I mean, and I say that because he knows everything about everything in the game. I mean, you can ask him. You can ask him who won the U.S. Open at. Uh, Marion, he'll give you the date, he'll give you the, the, the player, he'll tell you who finished second. I mean, it's like wow. he, goes back, he goes back 25 years, and it's like, oh my goodness. And he's a teenager, the kid's he, a historian. Yeah, exactly. that's, imp that's impressive. He, lo 
yeah, he loves the history of the game, you know. So, and um, so he, um, um, he's, he's really settled in really well. I mean, say we had, uh, I'll finish up, they said AJGA ran a GoFundMe. We had individuals uh, uh, put some money in. We had country, uh, country Club of North Carolina where he played the US Junior last year. They made nice. a pretty nice uh, donation. We, um, That's great. Golf Digest got involved. Uh, Callaway got involved. Got Good. And, I uh, love Callaway for that. They they yeah, always I mean, they, do, they, really they always do yeah. a good job. Yeah, well, Chip, Chip Brewer, Chip Brewer, and Tim Reed really stepped up to the plate there, That's and awesome. uh, so he's he's going to be one of their NIL players. You know, the new the new ruling where exactly. you know, young players can basically you know get a little bit of money and they can get all the equipment, which you know, like the so college it, football deal stuff. Yeah, exactly. Very I similar. mean, yeah, the amateur status rules have really changed now. And, good, uh, gosh. Yeah, you know, and so. It, it's uh, I always collect he's been well looked after, he's he's having fun. Uh, and to say that ironically, we actually have a Russian kid that goes to our academy and they get on like a house on fire. I mean, it's really amazing, wow. you know. And so, it just goes to show, you know, if you had kids running countries or possibly women, we wouldn't have you know some testosterone idiot, you know, in the in right. you know, over in Russia, there trying to force his you know, his, his ego and issues on everybody else around the world. But I mean, you know, not to get political, but I, I mean, can't, no, it's okay. I, I, mean, I can't okay. believe though, that this all took place from you reaching out and jumping onto a WhatsApp mm -hmm. call or even, even just yeah, texting. It was, it, it was technology. Amazing. Isn't that great? You know, if you believe in karma, you know, something, and as I say, he's such, he's such a good kid. You know, in fact, uh, my, my sister, Angela, who you met a little while ago, I mean, She's going to adopt him because he's a good cook too, as well. So it's, no kidding, <laughs> and some different uh, kind of food. Multi, multi talented. So he's, he's finishing off school. Um, he's doing online school. Uh, actually, good. with the teachers in Ukraine still for the next couple of months. Uh, I mean, they're all over the place. One of them came to America. A couple of them in Hungary That's and awesome. Poland. And so he's finishing. He's doing school. Does the school work in the morning and goes attends the academy in the afternoon with the kids. And uh, so. He's got a. We've got some tournaments lined up for him coming up. You know, there've been uh, some. Uh, there's, a, there's a great tournament down uh, in Naples. A guy called Danny Glass who runs uh, the Na a Naples Amateur Tournament where they've got 19 mm -hmm. of the top 25 juniors in the country playing. And so uh, that's you know, he's great. Been, he's that's got so a couple great. of AJGA events to play in. So he's, uh, you know, he's happy. But you can see at times he's. You can see him sitting. Well, sure. And uh, you know you can obviously know what's going on in this. Probably time. kind of very similar to us with our 9/11. You know. Yeah. With, you know it's probably very similar. That, times that might a thousand. Be, that might be the only thing that we can really tie. That's that true. To, that's that true. We even yeah. have. It be, it, I, I I do think that it's beyond that because right. It I is mean, beyond that. For it, sure. It's such a. That's catastrophe as to yeah. what's happening, and it's so big that we don't even we can't grasp it. Like well, we, so we really can't. We've and we don't really know what the like news it. is really telling us. I mean, yeah, let's well, be honest. Yeah, it's, like, it's like ethnic cleansing. I mean, and to say, unfortunately, you know, it does happen all over the world, and and you don't hear about it as yeah. much as obviously because you don't, you can't imagine in the year two thousand twenty two in Europe that that this is this taking happening. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, kids and women and you know. It's, Old people. It's, I mean, it's awful. You know, it's indiscriminately bombing, and I mean, it's like it's, it's like, like 1942 all over again. Yeah, exactly. Right, and exactly. we have, are dealing with another yeah, and it's idiot that, at the helm. Yeah. Well, you know, you get these maniacs that throughout history, you know, who uh, really can uh, one person can brainwash, you know, a nation. Right. That's and crazy. So, and then I saw like forty dollars for a cheeseburger at McDonald's in a 
Russian airport or $36 there mm. something I was what I've been reading and stuff yeah what yeah. they're doing I mean, in Russia and in Ukraine I mean the thing is you know what people a lot of people don't realize like Misha they speak they speak Russian at home right yeah yeah, so, yeah it's obviously Ukrainian Russian but uh-huh. you know they're because of the Soviet Union in the past so many people obviously were hey, Russian Russian the Russian language was predominantly spoken in all the in all the countries that were part of the Soviet Union so yeah you know, his 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 grandparents, his parents, they learned Russian, and they so it's you know it's like Russian against Russian. I mean, it's a, right. the whole thing's nuts. It's, I mean, it, 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 is, it nuts. is crazy. It is crazy. I mean, it's it's yeah. like uh, I I just don't get it. But I I think it's wonderful what you're what you're doing. I think it's well, you know, awesome it's, that he's in the academy. You and your team. You and your team. Yeah, and team. I know it's a group team. of people. No, I mean, yes, sir. I mean, the way they portray the beginning was like I sort of hired Rambo to go in there and extract him. It wasn't quite like that. You know? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I wish we still had Rambo. But we were able to sort of direct him. And the exciting thing is, is that his buddy, uh, his name's Timur, Timur, I should say, T-I-M-U-R, forgotten his, his last name, I can't spell it, it's a long one. But anyway, he, he got out as well, and he is now heading to Sacramento, to Northern California, uh, Mike Moreland and uh, North, Northern California Junior Golf Association uh-huh. have taken it upon themselves, and the community's really jumping in there, and the, Mike's going to put, he and his mother, who's a tennis coach, going to put them up at their house, and oh, you know, looking wonderful. at schooling, so, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, it's really nice to be able to you know, help somebody through the game of golf. I mean, golf, you think about it, hey, yes, it's exciting now. Look, I mean, obviously what happened with the match play and Scotty Scheffler and the Marshall coming out and Tiger. But, agree with know, that. but what we're talking about, Ukraine, that's life. Life. That's death. life, yeah. This is not, Damn. you know, we're not talking about sports and things that people do in their leisure time. Yeah. And, you know, play, having the good fortune to be involved in the golf industry. I mean, those people over there, I mean, you know, they're, they're dying. I mean, they're, it's Yeah, like, they're only showing us pieces of it too on the news i don't watch the news anymore i stopped i just i can't take it so i read it instead well the great thing about pages the great thing about sports right is that it brings people together and that's what i love about the golf industry is that there's just so much philanthropy and charity that goes on and giving back to the community and this is just one of those great stories that i just don't think that there's been enough of a spotlight put on and i and i know that they're humble in regards to obviously you're doing this out of the genuineness of your heart you're not looking for media you're not looking for promotion or anything along those lines and you brought in a lot of great organizations to help out within this and you've changed the kid's life i mean this kid could be i mean i hate to be morbid here but he in 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 the near future if this continues on who knows what could have happened right and bringing him over here uh it's awesome i was very thankful to say joel beal who's one of the lead writers of golf digest actually how it happened because my daughter works for golf digest as well oh that's right Uh, hallie so she uh she got hold, I said, hey, can you get hold of Joel for me? I just, I need to get hold of this kid. And that's, so that's how the whole thing started. It was like a snowball effect, you know? That's and great. so, uh, and it was, it's, so hopefully, uh, you know, it's going to be a happy ending. You know, that's sure, it. sure. And who doesn't love a happy ending? Which yeah. kind of right? leads I us mean, into. I mean, it's a great thing. I mean, is he, DLB, is he going to play the tournament in uh, Palm Desert? You he and I uh, talked about he, it briefly. Yeah, he's looking at his schedule now, you know, 
because the thing is, you know, normally, obviously, his mum and dad are, t are 10 with him. So we've got to, sure. you know, we can't have him flying all over the place, a 15-year-old, you know, on his own. So uh, Well, if he can get here, he can drive with me, and I'll take yeah. him out there, because I'm going to play in it in the uh, Southern California. Cal State Open. That might be more dangerous than him standing <laughs> in the train. <laughs> Cal State <laughs> Open. At Indian, yeah. it's in Indian Wells. I'm gonna play it. I mean, I, yeah. I can't wait. So if he, and what that, what date is that? Uh, it's in May. After it's uh, May, like I think it's after my holiday, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that's so my I'll birthday. Six, seven, eight, Cinco de Mayo. Oh yeah, Cinco de oh, Mayo. Oh my gosh. Or Cinco de Drinko is what they Cinco usually call it around my birthday. Well, that's what you guys. Yeah. I'm a Mexican, so I could say you know whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I want to say it's a week after that, and then we have the tournament out here that the Gateway Tour puts on at Talking Stick. So there's two okay. great events with. Okay. So if he needs, you know, uh, I you know we me, we, I'll, we take I'll care of him. We'll yeah. take care of him. He could come up to Quintero. Quintero would. I, I was I played. That's golf the range with, in the uh, background, by the way. Right yeah, that's now. the Quintero range there. Uh, uh, yeah. Did I take that today, or you took that? You, you know, I think that. I took it. You no. took it. Oh, Poe did. Yeah, Poe did. No, I did. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, okay. this was back. Yeah, DLB, you'd love this course. This course is unreal. It's the really? number one it's rated my course, course in, Arizona. in Arizona public. It should be private, but it's it's just out in the middle of nowhere. It's a, the greens are always great. The grass, I mean. Where, where, where exactly is it? It's 20 years old, too. It's out in Peoria. Uh, but DLB, this place is unreal. It is up. So it's probably 40 minutes from TPC Stadium. Okay. So it's in the middle north. of north. I don't know if you know where Lake Pleasant is. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Have yeah. you heard of Lake Pleasant? So it's 15 mm -hmm. to 18 minutes past yeah, I, Lake I, Pleasant. I'm going to finish I know the Phoenix area pretty well. You know, my wife's. That's, yeah. That's so good. you take the 17 north, and then you get off on Carefree Highway. You take that to about for are, are about you 35 minutes. David Ledbetter directions to Quintero right now. Well, if he comes here and wants to go play there, then he's going to drive with me, then he's going to drive me home. <laughs> so see where I'm going with this? Fair well, play. You, yeah, you need the DD. DLB, I'll call you GPS. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you love DLB because I'm the only one that calls you DLB. That's you love true. that. I mean, you do have two consonants in your last name, so I have to DLB. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. David, you have taught so many great pros, and one that hits home for me that I remember because uh, I, I throw out Binghamton, New York, all the time because it never gets anything at all um, in there's terms a reason of for and, that, yeah, besides well, IBM. And, and there's a reason why the BC Open moved outside <laughs> of Endicott, New York, and uh, the BC Open uh, at Enjoy Golf Course. I'll give them a quick little shout out. But uh, with that said, the BC Open was my favorite golf tournament because I grew up in the area. You're right there. It's now, like me and Tory Pines. One of your students that uh, was also a phenom junior golfer and was all the hype back in the day. And I walked the ropes with uh, just watching him shot by shot throughout an entire round is uh, good old Ty Tryon. So uh, I, I, Mikey's telling me that uh, there's a little bit something here in regards to Ty. So I just want to uh, open up and see uh, what's going on with Ty lately. Well, you know, let's say in many ways it's a sad story because here was a kid who sort of had it all. I mean, talk about talent at a young age. I mean, it really was. I mean, I suppose it's a case of having too much too soon sure. and not knowing how to handle it. I mean, but, it, you know, obviously getting his tour card when he was 16. Unreal. Uh, it, it was just incredible, really. I was there with him that year. I was yeah. there at Bear Lakes with him at yeah. finals yeah. that year. And so, it, you know, he, he was a kid that just... 
you could see from a very young age, I mean, he played with my son Andy a lot. Uh, I mean, they, in fact, they sort of grew up together and Ty was yeah. like, he's around our house all the time and we had skiing with the families. And But, um, you know, Ty had, even at the age of six, you could see that little something about him, you know, the way when he got in a bunker and he sort of, you know, Oh, he dug his feet in. Crab, you know, <laughs> dug the feet like, like a little pro, you know, yeah, just yeah. At, at the age of six. And so, uh, and his dad sort of, you know, we got, he they actually moved down to Orlando then. And so we got together. So I spent, oh, probably, you know, maybe, oh, good 10 years with Ty off and on. Yeah, you worked with him for yeah. a long time. Yeah. I mean, such a, such a talent. Uh, I mean, very. he got very strong. He got, you know, he was a strong kid. I mean, yeah. Sort of reminded me a little bit of Anthony, an Anthony Kim player, who was very, you know, he was, he was a very brave Kim? player, very aggressive player, and Gosh, so, Anthony. and so, and it, you know, golf actually came easy to him. And so when he when he got on tour, I mean, he had some unbelievable contracts, you know, Callaway and Target and and, and, yeah. and Boss, and uh, so um, the you know, it was just as if. He got on tour. He actually had an injury too. He actually hurt his ankle, which was sort of I remember that. hindered him somewhat. And uh, he, he just, you know, the, the thing is, he was just too young. He was immature to play the tour. I mean, look, talent, yes, you need talent and the ability, so no question about it. But you also need the smarts, right? And so yes. I just don't think he was managed particularly well in those early years. I mean, he, he needed a minder with him. You know, they had a great, you had a great caddy. Uh, yes, but, he did. Uh, you know, yes, he did. Uh, Mike, yeah. uh, Mike uh, what's his surname? I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. because I, I used to do it's all caddy, right? Yeah. 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 That's yeah. right. Anyway, so, I mean, so he had a lot of things set. He had it all place, lined but, up. Yeah, but uh, he just, uh, you know, when he, when he got out there, he was so unorganized. You know, he was like, I remember I was in Vegas uh, at the last Vegas. Yeah, tournament, and I think it was maybe five rounds back then. I'm not, I don't remember. Anyway, whatever. It was a, it was the day before the first round, whether it be Tuesday or maybe Wednesday. I can't remember. But anyway, so, so I'm watching Ty hit balls on the range, and uh, I said, okay, so uh, what time are you play tomorrow? And you know, whatever the time was, he said uh, one o'clock. So, so I said, okay, so why don't I see you here about 11:45 uh, then? Because it was a two t start. I remember because he was off ten. So I said, okay, I'll, so I'll see you here at 11.45. So 12.30 comes and Ty's still not there. So next minute I just see him there. There's a cart rushing down there and he's got, you know, he gets there with 20 minutes, literally 20 minutes to spare. I said, Ty, what happened? Where, where the heck you been? I mean, you know, you, not only have you got no time to hit balls really, but <laughs> you, you're on the 10th tee. It's another cart. It's, right? yeah, it's way out there. What the heck? He said, so you know, he said, said, I got up this morning. This is true, Scott. He said, I got up this morning. He said, I just thought I didn't have any clean laundry. I had to go and do laundry this morning. That's why I'm running late. So anyway, I mean, maybe that was an excuse for a That's his sponsor's fault for not selling enough clothes. Whatever, yeah. You know, and I'm saying, okay, Ty. I mean, I don't know if that was an excuse yeah. for something else. You know, who knows? But that seems logical out. at the time, he, probably. He could have been at the... Uh, yeah, who knows? He could have been, you know... At the Rhino... Yeah, he could have been clemmy. He was 19 or something. But, um, I'm going to go with the rhino. But, uh, you know, that's the sort of thing that you look at. You know, a kid has to be, I mean, it's, you know, the organizational skills and maturity skills to play on tour with these guys who are so good. I mean, look, if, if, you, look, if you look at it from a pure talent and skill level, 
Yeah, you say Ty should have should have made it. I mean, there's no yeah. question. So, and then sort of the the recurring injury, and I think you know it became a little bit mental. And he, you know, he, he played he played some uh, what a bit, you know, what it was sunshine called. sunshine tour. I played on. Well, didn't he uh, have like a Comodo. second a second stint? I re- I recall like the media yeah, like being yeah, like Ty Tryon's back. coming back, and he came back, but he didn't. He just wasn't the same. You know, it just he wasn't. He just wasn't the same. And I mean, I. You know, we try to help him out. I mean, you know, he played the US Open at Pebble and he, you know, he, uh, and, and he was like, you know, he, I say he got married, he, you know, he married young. I mean, he, yeah. he's, got a, I mean he's now, 30, uh, he's probably 36 or 37 now, Ty. He's got a, got a yeah, he's a couple girl. years younger than I am. That's crazy. I'm 30, I'm going to be 38, so he's probably 36, 35, 36. Yeah, he had, you know, he's got a 15 year old son. So you <laughs> had crazy. that, you know, to look after the family. And so, I mean, you know, Ty for a while, I mean, he was working in, I don't know, Home Depot or something. He was doing stuff, you know, just to make some money. And he, he had a sponsor who was trying to help him out. And then he sort of went out, he went over to China to sort of babysit some, you know, I mean, he went all through, just, it's just He's like, gone through a bunch of hoops. That's a wow. bunch of stuff, you know. And yeah. I mean, I saw him, you know, I mean, I saw him maybe six months ago. And I spoke to him not so long ago. And Good. I said to him, I said, you know, if you love golf still, which he still does, he loves to play still. I said, you know, we could easily offer you a coaching job at our academy because I mean, how good would that be? I mean, he's been oh. through all this, you know, going and he could advise, he could hey, help guide kids away from certain things. He could Correct. I mean, because just he could the insights a, because that's experience. Absolutely. Most people don't have that. Yeah. At that he, age too. And he, you know, he was sort of, uh, you know, a little wishy-washy about it, whether he wanted to do it or not. So, wow. I, you know, I haven't spoken for a few weeks now, so I probably have to get him back in touch with him. But he, he, he's a great kid. I mean, he I, is. You, you cannot not like Ty. I mean, he's You're very, very personable, very personable. You know, and yeah. he, I mean, he had a, a certainly a bit of a dysfunctional family in in many ways. Um, uh, but you know, you, I guess you make you you make life. Uh, you make your own life and you make your own way in life. Yeah. And uh, as I say, it was just sad that that sort of ended up like that, you know, yeah. because he certainly, I mean, if you look at just from a pure talent standpoint, I mean, you know, you know, you ask the guys, you know, you, you ask the Anthony Kims of the world, you ask the Sean O'Hare's of the world, which who were sort of his sort of era, right? I mean, it's right, like, right. We, we, it was, he was tough to beat in AJGAs and, yeah. and at that age. So I, I remember, I remember, in. I remember being there with him. You know, you were there, uh, Bear Lakes, that final stage, the year he made it. You know, mm. I, I remember. That was the year, uh, what's the kid's name that hit it? He, all he had to do was make, like, bogey or double on the last hole. And he hits a car path and goes on the roof Was that the uh, Bear it Lakes. Hank. It wasn't Hank Keeney, was it? No, it wasn't Hank. God That's damn who Hank. I was thinking. That goddamn Hank. Yeah, he, Hank. He used to hit it a mile. <laughs> No, he, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was. Thornton, something. Thornton? Was, uh, was it a pole hook? I played on, no, no, no. It was a second shot. It was a second shot on 18. I, on, I might remember it. What yeah. was it? Devil, Devil's Claws on across the street, right? Or something like that. Panther Lake. Right, right. So, but, but anyway, I forgot, his, I forgot his name. It was so long ago. Uh, and that's the year my brother won final stage. And then right. Gary Nicholas finished second. Yeah, Who's yeah. That? Who, Yeah. I'll get into that. I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. But uh, hit the car path, goes up on the roof, and misses his car, just like Bud Still on 17 on the last round of the day or of the week. 
He clips his ball with his spike. He misses his PGA Tour card. Now I got Buddha anti Tryon on the nationwide tour with me the following year or buy.com back then. But there's so many stories like that, Matt, that, I mean, the, when Joe Daly hits the back of the cup and it pops out, Todd Dempsey, all he had to do was three putt pops out. Listen, you know golf, I mean? is, golf is a game it of life. Pops out on the last you're, hole. You're hits the back of the cup. You're I mean, going to have bad breaks. Jackson Brigman. Back, his back of the cup and all comes lessons. out. Mikey, they're all lessons. They're I would all lessons break, to learn. I, I would Listen, be I, so I fucking know. livid. Same, you have no idea. Same here. And I, I, if the I, ball hit the back of the cup and came out and oh lost my God, my I, card. I, I would have been depressed. <laughs> I, oh, mean, I, I, I don't. I mean, there's, pl- there's plenty of times to where this I game mean, has shit. absolutely humbled us. But uh, yeah, I'm curious. DLB. I mean, how many times did Joe Daly think of that putt? And he slams his hat down, and I would be pissed too. Absolutely, I would have done a lot more than that. Yeah, this game, this game back then, not anymore. It's it's given a lot, but it's taken away a lot too. I mean, you know, hey, let's 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 think about poor Jean Vanderbilt, right? What it did to him. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Uh, That that's just this. That plays on the Golf Channel every year. You know, everybody everybody has their own opinion of of things of what are you thinking, this and that, and you know. You know, nobody knows he until you're in that numb. position. I mean, yeah. he, were, he was probably numb. He probably wasn't thinking. I mean, no, nobody. That was a disaster. Said, how many times? How many times do you think about you know that you know the 18th hole with Carnoustie? Said every day. Every day. How can you not? There's no way you couldn't. Yeah. I mean, and then look at Ben Curtis. I mean, the guy wins it, and hey, Ben, where are you? Ben. I thought somebody came where'd to your you door go, real ben? quick. Ben, where, where'd you go, Ben? I mean, yeah. I mean but talk I, about but a I fucking know. fluke. So you, you take so much time Christ and effort into somebody like Ty Tryon, right? There has to be a level of frustration, or are you just such a pro at this point to where it doesn't wear on you? But to see that level of talent, and, to, and, and there's only so much an instructor can do, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Once but he was do, more than an instructor, you yeah, know, you, there you were, were there are hurdles, there's obstacles in the way of that. That uh, I, yeah, I mean, you mean, you know, you're, you're more, as I say, you're right, you're right there. Yeah, Mike, the fact is, I mean, you're, you're a friend, you're a confidant, you're a Correct. psychologist, you're a cheerleader, you're, you're a, you know, you, you're all, you're all so everything's combined into one there. If you're gonna, you're gonna help players, and um, and it takes a lot of energy, uh. <sighs> From from a coach, I mean, you know, I mean, you got the greats like Butch Harmons and so on. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to sort of get into these guys and girls' heads to get them to believe in themselves and to play at at a, at a peak level. It's not easy. Sure. I mean, it's, it's not, not easy. easy. It's you know, not and, you know, when they get there, they're not sure why they got there. You know, it could be a bit of luck, could be a little something, could be you know, and everybody's searching, right? I mean, it's a continual yeah. search this game. So it's a mystery in many, many, many respects. But uh, it, it's, uh, I mean, look, it's, it, it is, I mean, look, I mean, you have to be, as a coach, I mean, you, you've got to get to a point where, look, all you can do, you, you can't play for the player. You, you, all you can do is help guide and cajole and you can be positive. You know, yeah. And, you know, offer yeah. sympathy when it, when empathy and, um, you know, and just, you just hope that the player in themselves has it deep inside to sort of be able to get out and be able to do what they can do. Cause I mean, they say it's, I mean, look, you walk down, just walk down the range That's at a so PJ tour event and look so at true. these, look at these guys strike it. You think, well, how can he, or 
why is he 200th in the world, you know? Right. You know, the yeah. guy next to him who's 10th in the world. I mean, it's like, what's the difference there? You know, I mean, it can't right. be that much difference. I mean, you know, but- Right yeah, in between the ears. So, yeah, right. right. That little You're right. Wide, that wide fairway. I get, I get it, Matt. I get it, Matt. That wasn't I, a dig at you, I Mike. get it. <laughs> oh, I was terrible back then. I was, I might have- Listen, I know why I never made it as a professional golfer. It was right in between those ears. The hard, I, six I, inches, I remember, right, David? I remember a story, uh, I won't mention that. <laughs> Anyway, you know, I mean, we have to deal with players' wives too. I mean, you know, it's uh, not uh, that's the worst part. You should not. That have was to my deal next with... question. Here, here's the thing, okay, anyway, I'll listeners: do not ever listen to players' wives. That is pointless. Look at Patrick Reed. I'll let you go, DLB. Now you got me fired up. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, hey, they're all different, you know, and uh, but um, they're all idiots. Anyway, so anyway, the wife calls me out, and this is a lot of a lot of years ago. She said, hey. Listen, you know, we'll call him Jimmy. You know, he's really having some problems. You know, it's 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 affecting our marriage at home. The way he's playing, and he's he's really upset all the time. And mm. is there anything, you know? Because I, I saw he was sort of a player I saw periodically. I it wasn't like somebody I saw every week. Was he getting laid? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's half the battle. Right, right, right. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think know, David's I'll, ever been asked that. On no, he hasn't. He hasn't. <laughs> not, a, not a normal question on the yeah, golf. No. no, sir. No, sir. Anyway, but we're you. not normal. We'll I forgive mean, you. But anyway, thank so... You, sir. I said, listen, and this was at the time... This was at the time that uh, Bob Rotella was really coming to the forefront. Okay, so Bob Rotella, I knew well through one of my students and good friends, Dennis Watson, back in the day. He was, he was really the first tour player that worked with Bob. On any mm-hmm. on it on a major basis, and he really helped Dennis, and Dennis won probably three tournaments after starting working with Bob. And so, um, anyway, so I said, yeah, I look, I, I, let me introduce, I'll introduce them to you know Barbara Teller, and uh, she said, well, is, I said he's a sports psychologist, he's great, you know, I mean, hey, if anybody can maybe help him and get inside his head, it, you know, you know him so. and Jay Brunzo, right? Him and Jay Brunzo were the yeah, two right, guys. yeah, Jay yeah. Was, yeah, obviously Tiger's uh, original yeah. guy, and so anyway, so. You know, I hadn't seen the guy for a while. And, I, you know, I'd seen sort of, you know, yeah, back in those days, right, we didn't have cell phones and stuff. I mean, you know, you got <laughs> you the a pager and you had to, you know, right. sort of call people. So it wasn't like you're on 24 hours, you're online, right? Right. Somebody and you, you know, so no range finders, no nothing. No range finders, you know. You, we walked our numbers off. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I used to call up with different accents to the press test to say, hey, hello, my name is VJ Kumar from uh, Delhi Times. Could you please tell me how Nick Price is playing today? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you cross-double me, fuck, fuck. Don't you cross-double me, fuck, fuck. Run off and get the scores, you know, and it was like, you know, was, I did the same thing. No, 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 no. When she was no, playing no, on the LPGA <laughs> tour, you know, I had all these different accents. Like, That's after, great. And the guy, instead of, instead of saying, hey, listen, why, you know, you damn shit. Why you keep calling me? I'm busy. I can't do this. You know, so, you know, there was no live scoring back then, right? Right. There's nothing. Anyway, so let me get back to my original story. I digress. <laughs> and so we uh, digress often. So, so you digress. <laughs> You're fit right in. I happened to look at you know look at his scores and he was still missing cuts <laughs> and stuff. And he said, so I said to him, I said, hey, you know, how's it going? You know, when I actually saw him at a tournament, he said, you know. I'm still missing cuts, but I'm a lot happier about it. So that was like, okay, well, maybe maybe Bob's starting to work there, you know, is that attitude. And he did start to play a little better after that. So, Jeez. You know, so I mean, I actually of, remember that. 
That much it's, between it's shocking, the, yeah. That yeah. much between the ears. I mean, remember he... It's always between the ears. I remember when Scott Burke Plank, I think he won the Western Open back in the day, right? Oh, there's a name amateur. that I haven't thought about Plank? in a long time. Yeah. Didn't he win yeah. the PGA too? Or the players? He, uh, no, he didn't win the players. No, but anyway, Scott, I remember all Robert and Taylor told him to do, listen, regardless of what happens this week, all <laughs> you're going to do is smile, okay? I don't care. I don't care if you poor jacket, you're going to smile. So, and sure enough, you had this big old goofy smile, you know. Yeah. Like, oh. And he won the tournament. He won the tournament, you know. Yeah, like Cooch? Yeah, you know, I don't have <laughs> to. tool bag. I don't think it, I don't think it lasted till the next week. But, I mean, for that week, you know, he was happy. So, uh, you know. No shit. So, he was happy missing cuts. Well, He's the only PGA player well, I know that's well, happy missing I remember that being the quote that actually yeah, he, got yeah, ran. He didn't want to jump off, jump off a bridge anyway, you know. So yeah. That's fair. Gosh. Listen, that's, well, this, good for him. This game can make you do that. The uh, it can make you do a lot of things, it, it can definitely make you do a lot of things. What is so oh, obviously, God. you have taught Talking a lot memories. of PGA Tour pros, yeah. What are, yeah, to what, work with them, yeah. What, what is the difference in terms of because, like, you hear about in other sports, like going from being a college basketball coach or a college football coach to the professional ranks and all of a sudden you got egos, you got people that you have to deal with and so forth. What's been your experience as far as what you have seen from the difference from a junior golfer and working with them? Because you work with a lot of junior golfers and then you work with a lot of PGA Tour pros. So I'm curious as to what that dynamic difference is. Well, you, you see something in them at a young age. It might it might not be fully brought out at that stage, but there's a little something they have. They're a little different. Could be their focus. It could be their determination. It could be their work ethic. You know, I mean, as you know, you know, Matt, uh, Mike. Uh, you know, every, every the makeup of every top player is very, very different. I, I, I absolutely seen, and I the people around them. Yeah, and I haven't seen. Two exactly the same. I mean, you can't carbon copy these people. I mean, right. I don't care, you know, if they're twins, they're never going to be the same. You know, it's like it, they think differently. Well, that's they, a good analogy. You know, and it's it's, that's uh, true. it's it's one of those things that uh, it's still it's you no know, talent is inherent. Absolutely. I mean, you, there's no way you're going to reach the top if you haven't got talent. I mean, that's right. like, but yeah. it's channeling that talent and how. I mean, I mean, you've been around the game long enough, there, Mike. Yeah, I mean, how many? Yeah. Great ball strikers, do you have you seen over the anything? What? Why did that guy not make it, or why did she not make it? You know, why did he make it and I didn't? Is what I asked. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you that's know, what bothers me. I mean, yeah, there's a you know, there's uh, a little bit of luck involved. I mean, you know, you sort of, you know, you you strike lightning, you know, lightning in a bottle type thing. This this final catch lightning in a bottle, I should say. I've been uh, in the final stage six times, and I never got to Indian Wells. <laughs> David, you're you're striking some chords with Mikey. I'm seeing him over there. So he he's purple right now, kind of like a red. like he's bar. Red. <laughs> I, I, I don't think red is actually the color tone. If I was to like put a put a dropper on him, there we go, Barney. I'm actually gonna look up after this to see what color code you actually fall into the range of. Buddy, I didn't wear. I, I wore a hat for a little if bit today. Made, if, if you if you had that color shade lipstick, you'd you sell a ton. <laughs> hey, you could put lipstick on a pig, but you know what? At the end of the day, DLB, <laughs> no what is it? No got me. Uh, it's still a pig. <laughs> you can put a lipstick on a pig, but at the end of the day, it's still a pig. But I didn't think you could get any more purple right now, and Dude, my God, as, as, as David <laughs> is talking about some of these topics, it's just, it's burning you up because you're like, 
gosh, I went through that. Oh, gosh, I, yeah, six times. You know what? It felt great today to get some sun. You got raccoon eyes, for Christ's sakes. I mean, and, and there's I no reason for different. it. Yeah, well, I, I you were laying out. I watched myself with the sun. You know, I mean, when we were out there, the yeah, your hat. I have your hat. Yeah, and I wear was... sunscreens and long sleeves. And you know, my dad passed away sadly of melanoma. Oh, it's shit, one of the, sorry, one man. of those. Uh, you know, I'm with this company, Coolie Bar, a uh, clothing company. Who it's great too. One of the sponsors of the American Cancer Association. That's what you're wearing right now, correct? Yeah, it's a Coolie Bar yeah. shirt. It sort of has. I S- love it. Fifty SPF and so on, and so it's uh, it's great because, yeah, I mean, skin cancer is certainly an avoidable. Uh, disease, shall we say, yeah. and uh, as long as you have checks periodically, and the way you've been out in the sun today, I would head off to the dermatologist tomorrow morning. <laughs> Buddy, I'm yeah. Spanish and Italian, and I got this good yeah. blood, you yeah, know, but, but, yeah, Botox, all, you know, whatever, you, you know, well, yeah, I haven't done In all seriousness, though, this is the Coolie Bar right. company, and I, I love doing some stuff for them, and they're very charitable, and they, uh, and they're, they're really concerned about you know, about skin cancer. And we know yeah. hey, if you're out, you're out in the elements, you know, as we are in golf, I mean, yeah. you know, you're going to get burnt if you, and uh, so you got to be careful. Yeah. My dad's Growing up going, skateboarding, surfing, and playing golf. Yeah, my dad's been going through it. I mean, he's had several spots removed. He was a softball coach. Yeah. So he my was mom. out all the time in yeah. the sun, and that is one of the big things. So he always wears those long sleeve shirts. Yeah. I, I think he's got a couple. Well, you know, I grew, I grew up in I grew up in Africa, and we, we didn't even think about it. I mean, it's just like, hey, you got a nice tan. Let's just go and get a darker tan. And Sure. You know, I'm a sort of the Anglo-Saxon uh, <laughs> derivative, and so, you know, I, I didn't tan as well as I burnt, you know. So, right. Is, so, you know, and they, they, they've figured out now you can have one burn when you're a kid, and that can affect you as you get older. So Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All, all you people listening out there, just kind of have a – have a uh, skin cancer check. It's really important. And that's very true. Exactly what you said. You know, my mom used to, you know, love the sun. And, you know, now she covers up all the time. She's never had cancer or anything, thank God. And, yeah. but she covers up all the time and takes all the precautions. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, they say sun's good for you, this and that, but how much sun? Well, you need, you need a you certain know, amount. Vitamin I mean, D, sure. this and that. And I, you know, I've been inside for three months, so... <laughs> I just, you know, going through his knee replacement, with my knee replacement. So I, you know, it delayed our first show. Burn me, burn me. He decided he he got the doctor's approval and he went out. I did ten hours at the golf course. Oh, that day was. You sure you played today? You went at a tanning salon. (laughs) I don't do tanning salon. I'm. I got that good blood, that Italian Spanish blood, and we tan and we crisp and we turn into olive oil. Uh, now, David, did so you ever nice. patent or come out with a brand with the hat? Because yeah. I feel like it's iconic for you. Yeah, I have his hat. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I thought so. Yeah, yeah I have I, his uh, hat. No, actually, I haven't. I just, it's no. part of our logo. Our logo okay. has, it has my hat in there. And, uh, you know, I, I don't wear it all the time. As you can see, I'm not wearing one now. We're indoors, so there's no point. Uh, right. But um, That would be I aggressive branding. When I go to, when I go to say, Augusta or actually any major tournaments, a lot of times I'll wear a cap as oh, opposed yeah, to hat because the thing is I'm so recognizable with my hat that people yes. think, you know, not that, not that it bothers me. It's great. people. No, it's great branding. Okay. I recognize you from but, your size 18 shoe. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just about to have my, my size yeah, 14 actually. Christ almighty. Uh, Sleds. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually about to have foot surgery next week for the fourth time. So, Holy so cow. Feet, feet, yeah, are not my, uh, feet are not my friends at the moment, but anyway. 
Gosh. It is what um, it is, Josh. Just get it. It is. Yeah, you're, it'll be fine. But feet are one fine. of those things that keeps growing, isn't it? Like, kind of like the nose and the ears. Dude, his foot, you wouldn't believe the size of his shoes. You wouldn't believe the size of them. These new balance. I mean, him and Elk have. Uh, yeah, I've never met you in person, close. David. I, 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 I can't wait for the opportunity, obviously, because apparently these 14. <laughs> Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, I thought they were 16s, at yeah, least 16s. The, the size precedes me as far as, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, a, you know, I... Yeah, you I like Shaquille O'Neal on the golf side. I don't need I don't need skis. Well, nobody realizes how tall he is, too. I mean, the guy is tall. And he, I've know. seen you in the videos, in the teaching videos and so forth. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I, you, you make everybody look small. Yeah, I just yeah. thought everybody that came to you was like five foot four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. They probably look like that, you know. I mean, but you know, I have worked with people like Jeff Sluman, who, you know, who is not much taller than five foot four. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> I take the I take the under on five four. <laughs> I'll take the under on that. Now, yeah. Mikey, Mikey tells me that you got quite the uh, quite the training uh, aid in the yes. power shoot. What, what's going on there? Yeah, I, yeah, we um, I've, I, uh, certain products over the years I've. Uh, either endorse or develop. I've got a couple in development right now, which, you know, see, I'm a big believer in, in helping when you teach people, you've got to, you've got to, first of all, give them a concept. Be, then you've got to give them a visual, okay, of what, whether it be video or whether you, you know, show them in a mirror or whatever, you illustrate yourself. Then thirdly, you've got to get a feel for it, okay? And that's ultimately what you've got to play with. And you can develop feel by doing drills, which I'm a big fan of, certain drills for certain problems. And training aids, certain training aids, uh, you know, I mean, they really do help to give a sense of what's taking place. We know, look, we know most golfers, I mean, including tour players, sometimes can get deeply involved in overthinking. Okay, yes. so, you know, paralysis or analysis syndrome, <laughs> as it's termed. And so if you can have a feel for it, uh, rather than sort of thoughts, thoughts are something which you, you write down, you look at, you read and you, you know, okay, I'm thinking this, this and this, but... Feeling is something which can sometimes be indescribable. You I mean it's just a sense and awareness yeah. that you have of what's taking yeah. place. I can't you know, read. You've got past the concept stage, shall we say? So uh, you know, I, I love devising these uh, you know these little training aids, and this is, this is a training a power shoot, which I, I set one up to Mike before. He, yep. Hope that didn't sort of mess your knee up or anything. No, 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 it didn't. He but, actually um, told me pre-show that uh, no. I'm, I'm well, Matt, it's funny how it, it the topic came up uh, is because I told him about well what I used to use is this fan, and he wow. knows what I'm talking about the fan with the grip yeah. and it had what four fan. blades on it, right? Yep. Wow. And then you said, you know, give me your address. I'm going to send you something, but that's going to be close to that, which was the power shoot. Yeah, yeah. This is which is it's like a little. It's like a kite, in actual yeah. fact. You slide on top of the sort of two O-rings, you slide them down the shaft. And the great thing about it is that it really, you can't believe, especially with amateurs who, you know, majority of amateurs are this way, right? Yep. And this actually, it rotates. So the thing actually starts to shallow. And you can't believe how much lag a player, uh, a player I mean, when they swing and you, they film them, you film them and they say, oh my goodness. Creating I mean, lag is great. Yeah, and it, it's, and it's it's a little it's an exercise program too because it really is there's two there's two there's a bigger kite which is purely uh -huh. an exercise program which is like like an aerobic workout but the other one is a great warm up tool so you you know you swing and the wind resistance obviously I mean it's been out for a little while it's been modernized we've changed a couple of things and um, in fact I think Mike Malaska used to use it years ago you know from your neck of the woods yeah absolutely. So, and, uh, but I mean, I, I really like, because it's simple, you know, you, it's folds up, you stick it in your golf bag. And, uh, so they're making a big launch and it's called the power shoot. And so they can either go on our website if people want to pick one up or, um, 
uh, say Parachute has its own website. And so it's, it's, it's a cool training aid. I mean, it's something that's, you know, it can only help. And especially, especially as people get older, you know, the fact is that, that the, the resistance there as you go back, it gives you a good start yes. to the point. And it actually almost the momentum carries you and actually stretches you back there. So older senior players actually start to, are able to rotate more. You know, so it actually sort of stretches them, if you will. While it, is, so, it is definitely better than the fan. I mean, the fan yeah, back in the day. Yeah, was, you were raving you know, about this power shoot. Yeah, like, I love I like, love the power shoot. You know, once, I, mean, once we I started using it. On. Yeah, yes. I I used it. Uh, <laughs> I I started using it um, after you know my knee, obviously. But you put it on your own club. You know, yeah, it's not like you. You don't, you don't hit club in the it. house. You don't hit balls yeah. with it. You just put on your club, do some warm up device, do it in the house, do it wherever. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Yeah, you can do. You can, you know, we have a little, a little exercise program. You can work with it. You know, yep. it, it, can, it comes with it. Eight to ten minutes, and uh, and you can, you can use it on the yeah. range as you warm up there, and just, you know, it's, so it's a way of uh, stretching yourself out, getting a feel for it, and it's, uh, it is interesting. I mean, how people have increased their club head speed tremendously just yeah. through using it for a period of time. So yeah. you know, it's, it's golf training specifically, but it's a, it's a fun thing to use too. It's not that it's, it's it is because it, that sound, yeah, and the so, sound uh, when you're going through impact. Yeah. Is what I like Mikey, next, next time like, we're together, you, know, you, you got to, yeah, well, I got it. I got, well, I, because everything you know, that David's saying, like I, I need it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you I do. need the power. DLB <laughs> sent it to me. We talked about it and cause we were on the range and we were at La Jolla country club and I go, God, I missed that thing. He goes, I got one better for you. I'm going to have Sergio send it to you. Not Garcia, but... Uh, not him, not his, your lookalike from guy. back in the day? Yeah, hey, I know. David, Everyone have you seen pictures of Mikey San, Perez or Santiago, not Sergio. Okay. Santiago, pardon me. I thought it was... <laughs> see what I mean? I'm already thinking... Yeah, that's right, Santiago. <laughs> he, he's I, going back to his favorite player of all time, Sergio. I Garcia, love Serge. Because he looks a, just like him. him. Not, not now, but like back in the day. At Torrey Pines, I always got... Mikey sent me a picture... And I go, wait a second, why'd you send me a picture of Sergio Garcia? He goes, no, man, that's me. <laughs> people and, and people didn't believe me either. Like, I'm at Torrey Pines on the bottom end of the range or the north end watching the big cat or my brother, and people will come up to me with a pen and a flag. I go, what? I'm, in, I'm not even dressed like I'm a golfer. You know, I'm in a... We actually have one of our kids... Uh, I love Sergio, though. From Mexico, who actually won Sergio's AJGA event uh, mm. two weeks ago in Austin. What's his name? Know. Let's give him a little his shout. His Antonio Safa. And so, Antonio. Safa. Safa. Yeah, he, he attended That's our family name. for three years. He's actually, my son actually works with him and his brother down in Mexico. Nice. Now. And uh, Antonio, yesterday, you know, they had... 25 amateurs, I think, for one spot to play in the New Mexican Open that's going to be uh, happening at the end of April. So he he won that. So he's, no uh, shit. he's going to be playing in the Mexican amateur. And say so we've had some really, real that's success. great. Because the one kid we had from the Cayman Islands, believe it or not, you know, they got, I think they yeah, got I've been there. 400 golfers in Cayman. So uh, his name is Aaron Jarvis. And so he worked at our academy. He was at our academy for three years and uh, four years, maybe. What the hell is there a golf course in the Cayman Islands? I guarantee I, I saw the whole someone. island. I didn't see yeah. a golf course. So, but anyway, <laughs> the, anyway the, the, uh, he, went to, he got a scholarship at UNLV. And so he went and won the Latin America qualifying for the Masters. So he's playing at Augusta oh, next wow. week. He's playing the Open. No the way. Open no. Yeah, and you know, here's a 19-year-old kid who's like, you know, gone from being sort of a, you know, 
a one-off player in the Cayman Islands. I mean, definitely the first Cayman Island player to play the exactly or in in the Masters anyway. So he's, so a, new, he, he's a new VJ. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, we've. Uh, <laughs> I love working with kids. That's why I'm so, it's, I'm so happy that Misha is with them because it's, it takes away a lot of what's happening at home and he can really get ensconce himself and, you know, into, into playing the game that he really loves, you know. So. I'm happy to hear that. David, there's and, a million other questions that I want to ask you. We could go, yeah. You, but you've been so gracious with your time. You have. And I, I, I don't want to keep you if you don't oh, want yeah, to. I've got, I've got a few more minutes, guys. Okay. If you, I, 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 I do have a couple other pertinent questions, which number Give one, one is Charles Howell III. Oh, Tucky Three Sticks. Tucky Three Sticks. I, yeah. I, I, I just, any, anything at all. Any insights there? I mean, my God, was that just so good. It was such okay, a cool so, swing. All right, so, I mean, yeah. He's amazing. In fact, he's, he's, actually, he's actually working with my head, my head instructor at the academy. He's, he, like, two or three weeks ago, you know, I mean, Charles is one of those guys. I mean, he's like, look, he's, a, he's an ATM machine. He's won so much money in his career. But he's, he's like Tim Clark. He's won three tournaments, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you think about it, for a guy of his ability level, I mean, Charles is just one of those guys. He loved golf. He never played any other sport uh, growing up. I mean, he, he can't throw a baseball. He Are we talking about Pat or Charles? <laughs> talk about Charles. Because yeah. we got three wins each and can't yeah, do anything I mean, else. Yeah, I mean, Two Charles, left feet. That's, I mean, that's why Charles, in my opinion, never was a, never been a great wedge player. He, you know, if you play baseball, you can figure out how you're going to throw it to first base, right? Yeah, yeah. 20 feet over his head or into the dirt. And so Charles never learned that. And so it was almost a mechanical approach. But, he, I mean, he, he made himself into a great, uh, I mean, he made himself into a, golf, a golf athlete, shall we say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, I mean, always a great ball striker. But, you know, it's just, you always think that, you know, he never really... As, as much money as he's made, as um, as good as he's played over the years, you just feel like he's never re he's an underachiever. There's no yeah. question. You know, it's over and, thirty million. He's made well, his, his golf swing is yeah. is literally one of the best golf swings, it, and I think it's underrated. To be yeah. quite honest, like his ball striking is it's unbelievable, amazing. and for his size to be able to hit it as far as you, he was yeah. hitting at three hundred back in the day when guys weren't hitting at three hundred yet. I mean, o only the top. And, and it was big time headlines back then. I mean, a lot of people talked about just the How leverage that used to that he used to get. But yeah. his iron play was unbelievable. Yeah, there was a there was a strike about his. I mean, you know, I, I sort of compared it at the time because you know when Charles was young. I mean, I was working with Nick Price, and Nick Price is probably oh, one of all time iron players i mean unbelievable striker and so it was a very similar sound between charles and nick when they were hitting you sometimes turn my head and listen there was this sort of like a bullet you know it was just like great? and so yeah and so yeah i mean look charles i mean look he's had a hey you've got to say he's had a very successful career right and Absolutely. Still worked hard. he loves the game i mean you know his, his what's he up to now bad. 22 years he's 22 years straight yeah, yeah, but what what is he up to now? Is he still trying to he's still play playing. professionally? He's on. Yeah. No, he played no, his, he switched. He switched he equipment. Played in his six hundredth event. Uh, yeah, six hundred at, at the Honda, I think it was. My yep. yep. Was it six hundred or five? Somewhere, one of those. Somewhere was it in Florida. Six or five. Uh, what's that? Was it six hundred or five hundred? Six hundred. Yeah, six hundred. It was six a hundred. So that's seventy more than Pat. So that's nuts. And he switched equipment. With oh yeah. Yeah. That, who's he with? That who's he with? Titleist now. now. He's back with Titleist. Back with Titleist. Yeah, he's yeah, back yeah. with Titleist, but he left PXG 
Yeah, he was with Callaway for the longest time. Yeah. He was he with was. Callaway for a very that's what, long that's time. That's where I re- remember the majority of his yep. career being with that's Callaway. That's where he won with. He won with Callaway. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. I mean, he's a great guy. I mean, I'm I've always, I mean, I love him. every time I went to the Masters, I stayed with him up there, you know, in his house. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. he, you know, they live just around the corner. And uh, so his dad's, you know, his mom and dad are great people. And his brother's, you know, totally different from Charles. But uh, <laughs> just one of those players that you look at, you think, man, he, uh, if only, you know, something, yeah. there's just a little something missing, you know, whether it was well, what, was it Was it the putting? Was it the short game? Because well, yeah, yeah, I mean, not not the greatest wedge player, streaky putter. Yeah. I just think that, He's you know. He's content. He's yeah. content. Here was a story. I mean, I'll tell you a little story, inside story. I mean, not this is not to demean Charles in any form or no, shape. No, but this is I an mean, unfiltered I mean, podcast. Matt, Matt, Matt Kutcher, I was doing an outing with Matt, and he, he said, you used to work a lot with Charles, didn't you? I said, yeah, yeah. So he said, what's his deal? I said, what do you mean? He says, you know, I was playing with him last year. I think, I don't know where it was. It was somewhere, I don't know, maybe Texas Open or something. Anyway, whatever it was. Sure. And he said, you know, he said, we're on the last hole there. And Charles is like, he's like two off the lead. It was a par five, which was reachable. And, you know, I mean, hey, go, you know, obviously make three, get in a playoff or, you know, set the, set the clubhouse score or whatever. And uh, anyway, he said, you know, I sort of turned, he said, I turned my back, and next one I hear, boom, and I look at it, I could tell he hit an iron. He hit an iron off the tee. Off the tee? Off the tee, yeah. It was like a, it was a pretty tight hole, you know, and uh, so he hit a two iron or something off the tee there. So as he's walking down, he's asking his caddy, <laughs> he said, what's the deal there? What, why, why don't you hit drive? I mean, you can, you can get home in two, you can make three here, you know, with a, with a great tee shot. Yeah, well, Charles didn't doesn't want to finish any worse than third. <laughs> that tells the entire story. You I know, mean, that, that's his career, me. actually. You're sp- yeah, think about that. I mean, it's yeah. like you know, it's like okay, well, you know, it's like with his skill level, you think, and, and all the money he's made, who, who gives a damn if you're first or eighth or tenth or whatever? Right. It is, you know? But and, he, and you know, wow. two, other, two other occasions, Charles had the opportunity. You know, I mean, he he qualified for the Open Championship. And he didn't bother to go. He said, no, I don't like playing those conditions. That like, sounds like my brother. Pat hates it. hates it over there. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Like, Pat hates it over there. I, I know well, least, it. I don't know. And I'm a, I'm a competitive person, right? I, I could that. never right. sit there and take second, third. Like, if I wasn't in contention and playing to win, I would lose focus. And I would lose interest in what I was doing, but there's definitely a set. Group oh, I did. Of guys. Cause I want to make that money. Cause I, yeah, I want to buy a new guitar. Well, there's definitely a set group of guys that like, they have no problem <laughs> finishing in the top 10. They, no, they don't no, care no, about it's, winning. It's a, it's a business to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And absolutely. it's a smart business. I mean, if you're sitting there trying to be conservative and just make your, Chucky three pension is so big. It doesn't matter. His pension, his 401k is so big at this point. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But it makes me wonder. The made such a great thing. It makes me wonder, what is the meanest thing that you've ever said to somebody that you're uh, training? So, like, if you have to be direct with somebody, right? Let, <laughs> let's say that, like, for instance, Charles... <laughs> He's not going to say just, that. No, He's but what's the, what's the meanest thing? Because I actually have a story to follow up to this, to Butch Harmon... Um, so I feel free to to yeah, share you here. Realize, you suck. Go get you a job. Realize I have British heritage, and we're very uh, diplomatic. Okay, so we don't come out and say, "Hey, yeah, hey, 
Yeah, you're putting like an asshole. What the hell? You know, if you don't, you don't spend I heard that. Yeah, I heard yeah that. whatever. You know, I mean, you, you can do it in sort of a nice way. I, I've always tried to, you know, you never want to demean a player. And sure. I mean, if I do it, I do it sort of in jest so it sounds funny. I said, you know, it's like, that's fucking terrible. You know, you, 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 <laughs> you, know, you, you got the finest putting stroke of its kind I've seen. So you maybe we want to work on just changing a little bit. You know, just something, you know, subtle. You know, yeah, you can use that putter. You can use that putter. You but soften yeah. the blow with a little bit of humor or a, a little bit, bit of, of satire. You got to say, is he serious what he said there? Or is yeah. he, you know. Matt, I've heard yeah, everything. Is he, is he messing heard, with me? Or? Matt, I've heard everything in the book. Yeah. Well, what's, what's interesting, the reason why I asked this is because Butch probably has no idea that he's ever met me, has no idea who I am, but I played on his mini tour, right? So the Butch Harmon Vegas tour when he had that going, and he saw me out of Rio Seco on hole 17, which was a par five. I guess they flipped it ever since. This is going back years, but I end up hitting a shot, and he happens to be in a cart up by the green. And it was my second shot on the par five, and I think I had like maybe 255 or something like that, and I, I'm in the rough. I, I'm in the second cut, and I hit a three wood out of the rough, because I was a young kid, all of a sudden I finish up the round, and Butch is beelining towards me, and I'm like, "Why is he coming up to me?" And then I'm like, "Oh shoot, maybe it, like he was on that shot." And sure enough, he comes over. He goes, "Hey, you're that kid that uh, he goes. You were on 17, right? I, I saw you on 17." He's like, "What'd you hit there?" And I go, "I hit a three wood." He goes, "That's the dumbest shot." That I have seen in a professional golf. That green, that green in, in no my joke life. Either. No, and I, I was on the fringe, and like <laughs> I hit a per perfect shot. I hit it onto the green and everything. And when he said that to me, my jaw dropped because I thought he was going to compliment me, right? It's no. Like, hey, that was a great shot. No, it, it was that. But then he, he followed it up, and this goes to your point around using a little bit of satire, a little bit of comedy behind it. But he yeah. goes, but obviously you have some talent, so why don't you come by the facility on Wednesday? Because that's those great, tournaments bro. would happen on like a Monday and Tuesday. Wait, when no, people were great. playing those golf tour tournaments, he's like, and we'll get you set up. And sure enough, you got me set up that's with so one great. of the instructors there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th that's why I bring that story up because it's like, yeah, that might have been one of the harshest things I've ever heard from a golf instructor <laughs> Dude, in my I, life. But it was great. Like it, it was that wake up call for me, and to to know that my career was probably better off somewhere else. Buddy, I'll tell you, it's very hard to take criticism, and believe me, I've taken everything there is, everything, from everybody, from whatever. But you know what? It, it, you know, David, when you and I uh, saw each other at, at La Jolla Country Club, it was simple, you know, it's a simple thing. But believe me, I've heard it. But he joked with me about how bad something was, and I'm like, and Benji had it on, on uh, his on his phone. I, re, I I watch it all the time, actually, because anyway. But yeah, the criticism, you got to be able to take. If you can't take the criticism, then you're in the wrong sport. If you can't take heat, then get out. If you can't take, uh, if your thin is not, if you're thin, your skin is not thick enough for this game, you're going to yeah. get ruined because even, uh, even everybody coaches, else down that range doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah, yeah. Even as coaches, we, we suffer from the same syndrome. Sure. You get people around you down. I said, if somebody says, hey, does it bother you? I said, you know what? No, I, I'm like a rhinoceros. I said, what do you mean, a rhinoceros? I said, well, I'm thick-skinned and Strong. I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know who looks like a proper rhinoceros, rhinoceros right now? <laughs> 
Oh, I'm, yeah, this is this is. Incredible. I can't get over it. I keep looking at your. So Buddy, I, I'm obviously focused on David, right? And I'm course. looking at I'm looking at your video feed, David. And all of a sudden, every once in a while, I peek over at Mike's. Why are my teeth so just, yellow? It, it it kills me. Why are my teeth so I, yellow? I, well, that's because you're you're purple on the face, which makes your white teeth look yellow. Well, here's um, my arm. Here's my arm. <laughs> that's not better. It's just not better. Well, Anyways, we digress. We're all of a sudden. No, uh, all I, I, did tell, I did tell Mike uh, <laughs> that I was going to, before we sort of finish, I did tell him I was going to, because I know he's a big Seve Ballesteros fan, right? Oh, yes, that's My correct. boy, my boy, my Seve. I was, was going to tell him about the, the great year that I had yes. working with Seve. So, Please tell us what you got. It was, I, I'm just trying to think, it was 91 or 92. I think it was 92, I think, anyway. I have to look back in the annals of history, but so I, I used to I used to go over to Japan quite a bit um, back in the day. I used well, I used to go three times a year and work with some of their players and one thing or another. And so, so I, I did some work for Dunlop. And so they had they had a tournament back there called the Dunlop the Dunlop Open, not the Dunlop Phoenix, the Dunlop Open, which was sort mm -hmm. of a tournament at the end of the Asian Tour, and they, it was partly Asian players, partly Japanese players. It was just um, played at a just outside of Tokyo, north of Tokyo. Anyway, so I was over there, and Sevi, you know, he was a long-time Dunlop player. I love it, yeah. Uh, so, I'm over, so I'm over at the tournament there, and, and I, I knew Sevi just, you know, just through passing. I mean, I remember seeing Sevi probably when he was 17, and his brother... I was what? I, was, I saw him first time when he was 17. Yeah, he was playing in South Africa in a tournament. His brother, his, uh, Manuel, was this sort of minder, and he was with him, and... It was this young phenom, you know, I think he might have been 18, but 17 or 18 anyway. Wow, that's when I didn't I know first, that long, brother. When I first saw him. But anyhow, so, so Sevi at that time was probably, when I saw him in Japan, he was probably, I don't know, 33 or 34 or something. And he's already suffering from back problems, you know what I mean? And, and he was, oh. and, you know, so he was suffering from back problems. I mean, he was hitting all over the place, you know, and I mean, he was short and crooked. Because, I mean, if you go back, if you go back, you look in the mid-80s when Sevi... You know, you look at some of the old masters. Uh, I mean, him and he had it long with the old persimmon driver. I mean, he yeah, was a, he, was was he, he could flush it. And he wasn't always online, but man, he hit it right out of the middle of the face every time. But as, as, as his back got, as his back deteriorated, he actually lost a lot of his torque in his swing. And mm. it was, you know, he just he got very narrow coming into the ball and uh, just, you know, I mean, still brilliant short game so yeah anyway so I, I was i was there and uh he came up to me and said hey david he said look uh, i'm here this week and uh he said if you have any time i'd like you to you know come and have a watch me hit some balls I, yeah i said sure you know i mean at least you could speak english sort of you know i mean so it was like you know i mean i'd, I'd have a translator with everybody else you know right so, right right uh, but anyway Good said, no, Good no, it was a pleasure. I mean, I said, sure, sure, Sevi, I'd, I'd do that a pleasure. Anyway, Good so he said, so what do you think? He said, David, he said, you know, I've been playing very badly the last year or two. And I said, okay, Sevi, I said, look, let's face it, from 100 yards and then, you're probably still the best, okay? I mean, Ever. Uh, okay, Ever. I mean, you haven't lost that part of your game. I mean, you just got to figure a way out to find some fairways and, uh, sure. you know, just get, get the ball in play. I said, even if you look, I know you've always been a long hitter, but I mean, look, if you just if you lose a little bit of distance, but yet you find more fairways, you know, you're you're, you're going to play great. So you can still win out here, play easy. Yeah. So he said, okay, how do we do it? And so you know, Sevi always used to have that big old tilt and bent over a lot. Yeah. So we we made a couple of changes. It's more of this posture than anything. We got him to swing it shorter and um, really 
Yeah, I mean, he, I said, listen, you've got to get out of there. I mean, because he, he actually had an overturn, okay? I know a lot of people... So he went like, more yeah. under and around? We got, we got him short, we got a shorter arm swing, you know, so that the fact is he had less tilt. So it was sure. a little, little more level of a shoulder turn. Not a lot, but a little okay. more level, but a short arm swing, actually. So his caddy at the time was the well-known caddy, Billy Foster, right? Billy, who, yeah. you know, his caddies for Westwood and he caddies for Massachusetts. Yeah. Patrick. Now, I mean, he's been out there for years. And so I said, and so what I used to do with Sevi, he used to swing it back and I used to go behind them and push. I said, okay, I'm trying to get you narrow, Sevi, and you're trying to get wide. You push me, I'll push you. And it's just, it's a... Interesting. It's, it's, a, it's a way that I actually get a message across from a kinesthetic standpoint. It, it's, it's called neuro... Um, you know, I've been called muscular. It's called MPF, neuromuscular proprioception, uh, proprioceptive facilitation MPF. I used to, I do it quite a bit. It's, they use it in rehab, like if you, you know, somebody has a bad arm and they'll push, sure. it, push, right? And it's all of a sudden, you know, you do this sort of thing. So oh. when I try to push him narrow, it almost sprung into a wider, shorter position. Anyway, so I won't go too much. Wow, wow. that's about it. So anyway, so he he finished third that week at the Dunlop Open. And he's like, he's all excited, said, hey man, this is great, thank you. And he goes next week and he finishes second at the at a, tournament, a big tournament they call the Chunichi Crowns. And he finished second, so he went three, two. And if I'm not mistaken, it was either the next week or the week after that, he won the Spanish Open. So he went three, two, one in three wow. weeks. Wow. Now he's, all because you were... now he's, he's calling me up and, uh, <laughs> you know, Nick Fowler's really pissed off because all the new you know, reports are out there that David Ledford is helping you know, his, 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 his rival, you know. You're right. I love yeah. that. Anyway, so, uh, anyway, so I worked with Sevi the whole year, and we didn't do anything else but those two or three things that we worked really? on in Japan. And I got Billy Foster. I said, hey, Billy, whenever you get a chance, you push, he pushes. And it was like, I mean, he started to hit it with a little little cut, little fade. And, I mean, he started to hit fairways, and he won – he won three, he, I think he won two more tours that year and he won the money wow. list in Europe, the order of merits, as they call it over there, right? Sure. So anyway, so anyway, he's all pumped and he says, okay, David, he says, I'm going home, you know, over Christmas, I'm going to stay at home in Pedrena where he lived and, uh, and so, um, but I want to come out and see you next year before, before, you know, before I get playing. So he didn't, he didn't play, he didn't play the West Coast and he was having a, he was having a big <laughs> argument with the tour back then with Dean Beeman and so, him, are you? Shocker. Sounds like somebody else we know right now. Shocker. So he, uh, he, anyway, he, re, he was a, obviously he was the ranked number one player in, in, this was before world rankings even. Right. But he was number one player in Europe and he refused to play at the players. He said, no, I'm not playing. Anyway, so he came, I was, uh, we were at Lake Nona. I was living at Lake Nona in Orlando and um, he came over for a week. And uh, so we worked for that whole week. I mean, it was, it was so much fun. I mean, just getting to know him sort of off away from the golf course and you know so just some of his short game exploits i mean it was i mean my son andy who i mentioned earlier with ty he, we had a little we had a green in our backyard there and so he's in the bunker and i said andy you want to learn the best, best in the yeah, world this is the kid so anyway so yeah. Timmy hits a couple of shots he says andy how's your bunker though oh pretty good pretty good his dad he was 13 so he hits, hits the first shot and holds it. And <laughs> Sevi goes, whoa. You're nice. <laughs> yeah, he knocked it Nice. Yeah, so anyway. So Sevi was quiet for a little bit. Yeah, he was quiet for a That's yeah. great. That's uh, great. So anyway, anyway so he worked the whole week. And at that time, so he missed the players. So he went, I think the next week was uh, was New Orleans, right? It was like the, 
It used to go player, New Orleans. It was a, it was a week before the Masters, okay? So, that Houston? No, it was, I think it was New Orleans back then. Yeah. Back, back then? Oh, well, okay. Okay, because now back, they're a Valero. Back about 92. Now they're Valero. Yeah, it was Houston, okay. but no, now it's, uh, I mean, this is now Houston, but, uh, uh, or whatever it is. This yeah, thing, what, but, yeah. But anyway, but um, so anyway, so he finished 10th, which was, you know, a nice warm up and, you know, sure. so. Anyway, so he called me up and said, hey, when you come out to Augusta, I said, hey, I'll be up there. I'll be <laughs> yeah, up that's there. a terrible <laughs> ask, huh, David? Come on What's up that? to Augusta. That's <laughs> yeah. a terrible <laughs> ask, right? Well, you know, obviously, I was up there anyway with you know, a couple of other people. Of course. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we get there Monday, and you know, Billy, Billy's, uh, he says, man, he says, I'll tell you what, he says, I've got, I've got money on Seve this week. He has got the ball on a string. And we're watching there, you know, this was the old range at Augusta, not the new one they've got yeah, now. The old mem- now the members range, and they had these you know, big poles out there, you know, yep. you hit balls and, you know, and so he says, okay, I said, okay, Sid, let's see. And he was hitting a little cut and he says, and which was, you know, you'd think, well, I'm Augusta needs a draw, but he says, no, no, he says, I'm just, I'm hitting, I'm puring. And I mean, literally he was sort of nominating the shots he was hitting. And it's like, man, this is cool. This is, I mean, he's, he's, he's going to have a good shot good at this week. Okay. So, so anyway, and bear in mind that the tournament, the Japanese tournament is like two weeks after when I saw him, it was two weeks after Augusta. Okay, that's how okay. it pans out. It's sort of towards the end of April. Okay. So uh, anyway, so I get there Tuesday. This is Tuesday morning, and uh, I, I walk onto the range, and I, I don't know what I was doing. But anyway, I see Billy walking over, and he's like effing and blinding. I'm sorry. So what? I said, what's going on, Billy? He says, "Have a look at this shit." That's what, I remember those are the exact words. I said, "What?" And I'm looking there. And I, it was like a reincarnation of Sebi from a year ago. He had this big, his hands were high and he had this big turn. I'm thinking, what is he doing? And there was a guy standing behind him. I didn't realize until I, so I got closer. It was Manuel, his brother. His brother had come over the previous evening. Now, he hadn't seen Sebi play because he lived up at, uh, in a different part of Spain, La Manga. Okay. And so sure. they were. They never got together. All he saw was his results, you know, and obviously right. oh. the internet and all this sort of stuff. But he's looking at Seve, and and uh, Billy's telling me, he said, "Hey, you, this is not Seve Balasteros. You got to get those hands up there, man." So he's walking. Oh, so I walked. I walked. I walked over there. You know, walked <laughs> over there. I mean, he didn't look up. He didn't acknowledge I was there. And his brother gave me a couple of dirty looks, and I'm thinking, this is really weird. So anyway, I, I sort of. I moved off, and uh, anyway, that was that was probably Tuesday morning. So I remember in the afternoon or Wednesday, whenever I was walking to the range, Sevi saw me, and he sort of sort of moved in a different direction. What? Didn't want to run into me, you know? That's lame. So it was like it was very very strange. Well, needless to say, well, he knew he, 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 he was going against what you were telling him. He shot like 78, 77, so I missed the cut by a mile. Okay, Good. By a mile. So, so I mean, I, I felt really bad because anyway. So anyway, so the story hasn't quite finished. Nearly finished. Um, it takes a lot of your time here. So anyway, so oh no, David, I, I'm worried about your time. You're good. Japan, Keep going. Forever in Japan at the same tournament a year later. Now this is the anniversary of the time when I saw him, right? And you know, so now he's there and he sees me and he walks up to me. He says, "Hey, David." He said, "Listen, I want to thank you." He said, "These are for you." Okay. <laughs> Okay, and he. I love this. With parcel, I love this payment. I love okay. this payment. Uh, this was a parcel, a little parcel. Well, Sevi's known as being a bit tight, you know. I mean, he didn't, sort of, you know, he wasn't free with his cash, but anyway, no. but that's fine. I All mean, right. I, I didn't it was do cheap. It, but, Just saying, he uh, was yeah, cheap. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> he said to me, he said, "Look, I know I played good last year, but uh, 
what we did was too mechanical for me. You know, that he says, you know, I, I, I'm a field player. I have to go back to what's natural. Okay. Okay, Sevi. And, and then from that time, he did actually win one tournament uh, post that time. He was working, he worked with Mac O'Grady for a while. Oh, oh my. The good the old Mac O'Grady. The mad right. <laughs> I think by, by all accounts, you know, he took Sevi into the desert. They cut his hair off and they buried it in a box in the desert to get rid of all the demons. You know, that's <laughs> how the story Mac's goes. so, I, I remember. Okay. Oh, but I've heard a number of Mac O'Grady I've met stories. him a few, I've met him. Yeah, no, he's a, him that, I mean, great ball striker. Genius in many respects. He's um, crazy. Yeah, he's nuts. I mean, he, he is nuts. He's been part of the. He's been look. He's been part. He's part of folklore, right, Mac O'Grady? Yeah, and he, he really he is. Actually, I think, he actually. He makes he makes Deschambault look normal. Yeah, but kudos. I mean, he he <laughs> he, he provided a lot of information. A lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stack and tilt guys. And yep. Oh, big stack and tilt guys. Feel left. Go. Yeah. But anyway, so anyway, when I I sort of. And I wasn't going to be rude in front of Sevy and open whatever he gave me. I love Sevy, so it's but okay. I, but I had, I had, so my, my payment for the, for the year was uh, <laughs> six large Japanese shirts. You know, <laughs> Sevy Balotero shirts. Dunlop Sevy Balotero. Japanese large now wouldn't come up to my navel. This is like a small for me. Like a men's small, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why. Oh, good poor. So, you know, so anyway, so that was my story, Sevi. But you know, it was a. It, I mean, I wouldn't have traded for the year, for the for anything because it was mm. so interesting and just getting to know it's him. Sevi, it's Sevi. Well, he was a genius, right? It's yeah, Sevi. that you, you, were, you were learning and gaining insights from him yeah, just as much, right? I mean, that, my dog's name is Sevi. I mean, I, mean, I love Sevi. My greatest teachers are the people that I've taught. You know? yeah. So it's, I mean, so that was fun. It was, you know, it was a story for the annals there, but it was quite interesting. A lot of people haven't realized that I did work with Sevi. Yeah, people years. don't realize how hard he was. And Listen, how I never knew he was. And I no, 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 it. Matt. I, he's I, so difficult because when I, I told I, Kurt Byram that my dog's name was Sevi, he goes, I was texting him, uh, Kurt Byram, when Pat was doing well on the air, and he saw something with my dog. He goes, what's your dog's name? I go, Sevi. He goes, does he shit on everybody too? <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. That's David, no, David, David, David no, I didn't, but I didn't know you worked, is, I didn't know you worked with Sevi. No. Yeah. I never knew you worked with Sevi. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, a lot of people don't. I mean, he's worked with everybody. Like, yeah, so, Faldo. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like Nick Faldo broadcast. Okay, hey, my coach worked with Sevi. You know what I mean? No, that, didn't, that didn't come about, but... Uh, the LB's seen it all. The story is, um, you know, because he was, uh, look, you know, he, he, he gaysmanship was part of his uh, makeup, right? I mean, you always heard the <coughs> coughing. Yeah. yeah. Ian Azinger nearly got in a fight at Kiowa and all sorts yeah. of stuff. But um, <laughs> the, uh, the interesting thing was, so he, he's playing a little match play event. It was sort of a forerunner. To, they have a, a little match play thing before the Ryder Cup and what have you. But so what it was, it was Europe versus the rest of the world or something, you know? And so uh, a guy, a friend of mine actually who grew up in the part of the world that I grew up in Africa, his name's Tony Johnson. Now, Tony Johnson is a, he's a TV broadcaster, a funny little okay. guy. He's a good friend of Nick Price's and everybody else. Um, but you know, it's sort of a, one of those guys, he, in fact, you know, he said, yeah, he, he, he used to fiddle around. Like, I mean, he was a bit like Sergio. Sergio, you know? yeah. One of our favorite guys who passed away, unfortunately, uh, a couple of years ago, his name was Simon Hobday, right? So Simon Hobday was a complete nut. I mean, he played on the Champions Tour. More than Falsy? 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, this guy. I mean, that's saying a lot now. Funniest guy you've ever ever seen in your life. He won the US Junior Open. Yeah, Fawlty. No, yeah, Fawlty was a. Fawlty's nuts. Yeah, he. Nuts. was his mentor. Okay, that's how. Okay, okay. All right. So anyway, I mean, from a standpoint of comedy and funny statements, but anyway, he said to, he said, he said. So, you know, Tony's over the ball like this, and he's, I'll get back to the city story in a sec, but he's over the ball like this. He says, hey, so he stops. He says, hey, Simon, would you mind moving your shadow? He says, well, it wasn't there when you started. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Right, because it took too damn long. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, they call him the termite, you know, because he was over the ball so long. The termites would actually eat the teeth, you know? Because you... <laughs> I've never heard that. That's uh, great. The termite. So anyway, so anyway, eat so, the tea because it takes too long. I'm okay. using that one. I'm taking so, that. So That's Tony, uh, Tony's playing against Debbie, right? So termite. So they're, then this, uh, they're on this, this last hole and the match is all even or whatever. God, that's great. So, so you're going to have to picture this a little bit. So Sevi's berating some rules official, you know, for not giving him a drop somewhere. Of course. You know? Shocker. So he's, he's like 30 yards behind. So anyway, there's two balls. This is a blind tee shot, a blind, a blind, blind tee shot. So these both balls are sort of over the hill there and they're sort of equal distance. So one ball, one ball is lying in a divot, okay? And the other ball is about five or six yards away from it, you know, almost level with it. Uh-huh. So anyway, next to, next to the ball, quite close to the ball is a sprinkler head, right? So I, I, I can't stand up and, and just describe this, but you have to picture it. So anyway, so Tony gets up to the ball and he's got one a foot sprinkler head and he's got the other foot sort of, you know, so he says, Sidney, he says, hey, this sprinkler head is affecting my, my setup and my swing. Can I move? Can I get a drop? So Sidney is about 20 yards away. He said, no, 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 Tony, that's not your normal setup. Right, you, right. You can't right. the ball like that. that has to be I would have said the same normal. thing. So then he, then he swaps the other foot. So he now he puts the left foot on the spring to head. And, ah! foot, and he's standing like this, you know, like free, free drop. Eight, you know, like 100 yards left. He says, okay, Sidney, look, if I play the shot like this, can I get a drop? So he says, no. Tom, can I? He says, no, it's not good. No, you, you can't play. You have to play. Says, are, you, are you sure? He says, I'm certain. He says, oh, well, that's yes. good. Says, this is your ball. <laughs> oh, no. You're kidding. It was his ball. <laughs> that was his ball. What was it really? His it ball? was his ball. <laughs> oh my god! That is great. Yeah, oh, god. All that. Yeah, that's legendary. That's oh so funny. God. It was Sevy's ball. Was How Sammy's funny! Ball. <laughs> he outsmarted the guy. Who literally, will he tried every way. He tried Cause every he knew. way because he, he knew how that Sevy. Right. Yeah, Sevy yeah, would work his way. way just sort yeah. of oh, I've heard he stories. He would have explained it. it. Oh yeah, I've heard stories that Sevy was just you know like Kurt Byram said you know does he shit, does your dog shit on everybody too you know yeah. it's the same thing but I love him he's my idol I love oh, him, yeah, him he, and he Faldo was, he, was so, he mean, was so charismatic you know I mean it's he's like great. I mean I mean he was amazing and uh, and then watching that documentary on Golf Channel I swear to God every time I watch it I cry I cry that movie. The movie? I, That's no, pathetic, Mike. That is it's not pathetic. pathetic. It's not pathetic because, <laughs> you know, what? when Faldo starts crying, yes, all right, I lose I, it. I, I lose I, it. I didn't know which one no, he was my idol. About. He's my idol. And then I, you just like, brought that up, and yes, all right, Mike. I mean, it's, That's fine. it's, uh, it's okay very hard. He was, uh, he, was, he was something else. I mean, you know, he, uh, you know, obviously he, I mean, look, he was, 
he was Mr. Ryder Cup, right? I mean, he's, he changed the... He was a pain in the ass, but he, he did. did. Yeah, but he was changed the fortune of the Europeans. That's yeah. They, when they and came then, on board. And then when uh, uh, Jose Maria, I lost my ball, yeah. you know, comes on. Oh, Thobble, I lost my ball. I came on, we got and it the he first goes, I'm doing it from, you know, I'm doing, you know, when he does yeah. all that, and then Poulter does it, you know. There's a lot to be said for that. And then his name's in the sky, and the logo's on the bag, you know. So yeah, for me, that, that touch is big, you know, because yeah. I grew up watching him and Faldo and all those guys. And those, who, those are who we wanted to be. Mm. Uh, yeah, we had our American guys, but, you know, until yeah, the cat well, came along. That, that was sort of a golden era for European golf. Yeah. You, know, you had Faldo, yeah. you had Langer, you had Lyle, you, you had Woosnam. You had, Woozy, you yes. Had, There's yeah. an hour conversation, though. I love Woozy. Bernard Longer. Longer is uh, amazing. Those, those putting woes, but my God. Yeah. He's I mean, made it, it work. Just, it just, I mean, Faldo, I mean, one of the best turns in we the had, world. Yeah. Ever, but, but, right? the Euro, but the Europeans. But Sandy Lyle, I mean, Sandy, I mean, he, I mean, people forget he won two majors, you know, with right. amazing ball striker, you know, and, uh, you know, he, you know, maybe, maybe wasn't endowed with the, the greatest amount of gray matter, you know, when they asked, sure. they asked, they asked Sandy, he said, hey, um, so, so what do you think of Tiger Woods? Said, I don't think I've played that course. I'll tell you what, you know, the, the kids nowadays, they just don't know how different the game was back when in the yeah. early 90s. Oh, are you going, are, are you doing uh, they, that They right don't now? get it. They are don't you get going, it. I used it. to walk to school in they my don't bare get feet it. and eight inches of snow No, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it was different. It was different. different. And you you and I talked about that you know, on the first episode, just, actually. The equipment. Bryson the equipment will be able to do what he does. Bryson well, will be able to do what he does. Nobody I'm could sorry. swing as fast as they can right now Dozens with old school dri- drivers and be consistent outside but Tiger of the But Tiger did it from day one. Well, Tiger played inferior equipment. He played as uh, and since, 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 since No, he did not. On, he had the, he had the Taylor no, I'm, I'm talking about, driver. I'm talking about when he was started. on the Nike deal. But... Yeah, but no, and, and he by the way, Taylor made fun with check, a steel shaft fact all check, the way. He, he never played the squared Sasquatch driver, but he played the, <laughs> the, the 2.0 version of the Sasquatch. Yeah, mark my which words, was, Which was just as bad. He used this tailor-made burner driver, which is the size of our three-wood now, 8-degree with an uh Well, Tiger X-100 was back in the day, yes. I mean, everybody probably, right, back when playing that equipment... Yeah, but, but nowadays, these kids won't know what to do. But nowadays, the the one guy who could actually still swing the same way that he's swinging now is probably Adam Scott. Abs- I agree with you. I agree with that. I mean, I accuracy has become a thing of the past to where yeah. these drivers are all built now to where you hit a fade. You it was a nice be- little fade, and you're going to be able to play a very long time, and you're going to be in the range as far as the my My argument is the fact that the easier you swung... And you're using a MaxFly HT Bellotta, right, David? Remember that ball? Yeah, yeah. Or a Tour 90, and you had a shape shots, and you got the wind blowing, this and that. It wasn't the harder you swung, the ball flattens out and goes and goes down. It was you had to actually hit a yeah. shot, right? Yeah. I mean, that's well, my Tiger, argument. That's all. That's all. Tiger, Tiger that's all. had a good, uh, a good answer for, you know. Tiger went through it all. Well, the distance uh, issue now, you know, he said, hey, just – Make golf balls with more spin. Then you're going to figure out, you know. That, that. These guys won't know what to do. Yeah. They won't know what to do. And that's what I want to see. And, and slow down the greens. Slow yeah. down the greens. I want to see the greens slower 
and the ball spinnier. And let's see what happens. Yeah, now that you're behind a mic instead of out on the well, golf I'll course. I'll do it either way. I don't care. I, my advantage me. Fine. Because that's what I grew up with, and I'm fine with that. But I do want to get, David, do you think my he's going to play? My brother would say the same thing. Do, do you think he's going to play next week, Tiger? Of course he is. Phil's up there. You know, you, you know all, by all, all accounts, he's going to. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. He's I there. Mean, he's committed. He has, no, he's on he, ground. He, he has to be there. Well, no, he. I mean, well, he's, I mean, he's, he's testing it, it out. That's what they said. He, he's playing to see how he can last around that golf course. Because, I mean, it's going to be a tough test physically for him. Go, I mean, you know you know how silly that golf course yeah. is. Yes, I do. TV I've been there. TV doesn't do it justice, right? True. And so, I mean, that's TV be, does no justice for it. I mean, so hopefully, you know, look, if he does, I mean, all kudos to him. I mean, but you would never say never with a guy like him. I mean, no. he, he's sort of shrouded in secrecy and he's a bit of a, you know, that, that mystique about That's time. what he does. You probably won't know until you know the, the morning or Thursday morning. If you're <laughs> exactly. Play or not, you know? He's probably going late. He's going to go late. <laughs> is, is, is he pulling the Dustin Johnson where he's going to be on the range trying to test it out, but then pulls out because of his back? I mean, I mean, no, no, you never know no. with Tiger. I mean, but no, I, I, no. I would say he w- he wouldn't be you know if he does play, he wouldn't be playing if he didn't think he had a shot. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, that's the way he is. I mean, that's but, you know, what he wants. Of, to think in terms of. The only tournament he's played is the, fa- the father-son in the last... How many months now? This is like, what? That was December. Yeah. And he, November, was in a lot of, December. he was in a lot of pain in that final round. Yeah. yeah. A lot of pain. Like, yeah, you can see it on John. his face. And that's a guy who has a lot of pain. Like, his pain tolerance is through the roof. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's when you're on painkillers and all that he shit, just it's had easy. back surgery prior to the car accident. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he's going to play. I, he's going to be fine. He's going to play. I'm going with playing. Yeah, well, okay. I was out. At, I, I was out at the Masters. Your actually, vote. In, Your vote. Yeah, I, I think. He, uh, yeah, I'm sitting on the fence. Yeah, I, I think he's in. I, I called it last week, and one one and for people that listened to the last episode, I literally I made it sound like I knew that he was playing next week or yeah, in, in the Masters. I yeah. I may know something. I can make a phone call right now. Sure enough. Out. Sure enough. A week. Well, a week later. Takes the pro- he takes his jet, he goes to Augusta, he's playing the golf course, you like he's know. testing it out, and yeah. I think everything is kind of pointing towards him playing. However, yeah. as you said, David, you he will not play unless he knows he can compete That's and correct. win. And yeah. the only thing... You said that I, last week too, bro. What, what I do think is that he is in a situation to where he doesn't want to have to withdraw. So can yeah. he deal with the pain of walking that course? Because yeah. the three of us, we know how hilly that golf course is. And gosh, I'm trying to think of who it was at the Masters. Uh, 18, it, nobody realizes no, it, what 18's it, like. It nobody wasn't realizes what. Ian Baker Finch. He was the one we Ian were at. Ian Baker we, Finch. Yeah, we, so we, we were at an event and, uh, <laughs> after, at the Masters. And he was telling everybody, he goes, listen, you guys, you don't realize that this is the most grueling golf course mm. that we play on tour that by the time you get to the fourth round, you've got shin splints, you've got your ankles taped and nobody talks about it because yeah, well, it you, is a very you, hilly golf course. You think, I mean, how many years Elizabeth didn't play because of his knee? Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly right. And now you've got Tiger Who's a winner? Woods, Who's a winner? Who had a bone sticking out of his leg going back to a year ago. He should have had a driver. Or just over a year ago. Should have had a driver. You look at everybody who has had this, uh, Tony Hawk recently with the skateboard. Yeah. Um, you've got Conor McGregor in UFC. You've got a lot of guys who have gone through this injury. And Who's no, the other dude in UFC? Nobody, uh, that uh, 
Anderson like Silva. Silva. Yeah, Anderson. Remember that? Oh, oh, yeah. No, he was the first one who had that oh, happen, too. Oh, my gosh. Just but it takes it. a long time to come back from that injury. And granted, we're just walking in golf. His foot went like this. Yeah. His ankle. Oh, I, anyway, I don't know. I, I, gonna, I, I don't I know. Thought it was but if he, if he can deal with the pain, and I don't know He's how, much, fine. how much we don't more know. pain that it will be over the U.S. Open when he played with the broken leg. Yeah. Dude, he's going to be fine. He's on his shots. He's going to be on his pills. My, Mikey comes in. David, one thing that you might not know is Mikey comes in with these takes around beta blockers, painkillers. And I'm just like, it's still I'm pain. I'm not stupid. It's still pain, though. Right. Like, you I can know. get a cortisone shot, but it's still pain. Like, you're still dealing with a certain amount. But you still have to go through the tour. There's still things to go through. You think he has to do that? No. Just like, Phil, are you kidding? Well, no. there's certain privilege. VJ didn't win 10 tournaments. In one year, because yeah, you said he that last week. The, the LB, come on. Do, do you, you know that both know he this. just came out with a social I know media everything. post about him hitting balls at the range? Who, who's that? VJ. VJ? No, yeah. VJ. So okay. my, Mikey Perez goes out. I know, I know. And, and, and calls on? out VJ saying about how he used to I know practice Biggie. all the time. I know Biggie. I and can tell till he's his not face. Pr- practicing anymore. And then all of a sudden, there's a post like literally a day or two later of him practicing at the range. And it's I'll been viral Biggie. on Instagram. I'll tell Biggie to his face. I'll tell <laughs> Biggie to his face. Just and when I saw him in November, in the year before that. I'll tell Biggie to his face. Yes, I call him Biggie because that's his nickname. I just okay? like that you have the Phil Mickelson tan and eyes right now. You're good. Mm-hmm. Phil looks stoned or drunk? No, <laughs> no, no. It's just the red eyes from being out in the sun all day. VJ, VJ is a funny guy. He's a, I uh, love Biggie. He's like, he, uh, uh, he was playing the Pro-Am at Wentworth a few years ago. and He was. He really is a prick, though. You, you know he, that. He was playing with uh, Sean Connery, right? <laughs> So, so he goes up to Sean Curry. Hey, nice to meet you. My name's Singh. BJ Singh. <laughs> <laughs> That's something BJ would do too. Oh, I love that guy. No, BJ's been great. He brought a he brought some great wine over to the house before my brothers and Pat stayed with him down there. And oh, who's the gosh. most who's who's the craziest golfer you've ever instructed or, or worked with? Craziest. Yeah, kind of like a like not eclectic. What's the word that I'm looking for? Um, eccentric. Uh, eccentric. Outlandish. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've worked with Poulter. I so I love oh, Poulter. yeah, I've dealt with Poulter. Poulter's great. I have, I have a voicemail from back in the day that uh, he asked about 27 questions on a voicemail uh, about his technology because I was in the technology industry back yes, in the day. Were. And right. he, uh, he asked about 27 questions on that He's voicemail. He's the best. <laughs> When I got on when I got on the phone with him, he he actually asked all of those questions without hesitation and thinking that I could repeat and answer all of those questions in order. (laughs) (laughs) David's going down. David's Uh, going down. No, Poulter is smart as shit. Poulter, but he is very he is very eccentric. He was quick with me on the second second round. A while ago, Mike. Maybe the most. Outlandish, crazy to golf. It might have been Fulton Allen. You know, oh, it has to be. Nobody's Fulton. crazier than Fulton. Fulton. It's amazing. I, I worked with a, uh, quite a few players who actually won the World Series of golf. I don't know why. Like Dennis Watson won it. Nick Price won it. Fulton Allen won it. David Frost won it. All, all they changed spot. the rules because of him. Yeah. The Fulton did. Allen rule. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Fulton's famous story. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you remember his caddy, Bullet, right? Oh, I had Bullet caddy for me oh, at, at um, Children's Miracle Network. 
Because uh, Elk, so, Elk set me up with them. So anyway, so anyway, Nick Price's thing. <laughs> was they, were, they were playing together at Hilton Head, right? So Fulty, three putts of first, three putts of second. Matt, you're the Walked off the third, and he, he said, give me that effing putter. <laughs> Breaks the putter, walks up to the garbage can and just kicks this thing like 20 yards away. Put it. What else can I effing break? He says, how about par, Fulty? <laughs> <laughs> that's such a bullet response, too. That's such a bullet response. I'll never forget when Bullet left Elkington. I he left the bag on the green. There were no more golf balls. He goes, "I quit. You're a former caddy, Bullet." And he left. <laughs> he did that to Elk. This one of the greatest stories. I had Bullet but, caddy for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one final story. Bullet with uh, that one. Will, that 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 ball's gonna run like a canine. Yeah. So Bullet's on the tenth hole at Bay Hill, right? So, so anyway, so he hits his t shirt and uh, so Bullet says, Matt, Foley's crazy, by the says, way. I've got to go to the restroom. Okay, so I've got to go to the restroom. <laughs> so he goes to the restroom, he's doing number two there, right? Oh. Or whatever, I don't know, whatever it is in America. But anyway, so anyway, so, right. two words. Anyway, the, his yard is booked, fell out of his <laughs> okay, into the into the John, right? So into now, the what? Into the yeah, into, into the, the ball. In, right? Yeah, into the, the biffy. Yeah, yeah. Did I hear dung. Uh, so now he's got to go. Oh. And he gets his. He, now he gets, he gets the yardage book out. Right? Oh no! Oh shit! So anyway, so oh, he no. runs back to the bag and the fulton's down the fairway, right? <laughs> so he grabs the towel and he's cleaning off the bloody yardage book with a towel, right? Oh my god! So here we go. So, so anyway, so he gets to the. He gets his you know fulton's ball. The Fulty's got a, whatever, nana and whatever he's got in that whole wedge, you know. He says, hey, Bullet, give me the towel. This, this grip needs cleaning. So he grabs the towel and he cleans his grip. And he says, hey, Bullet, this grip smells like shit. <laughs> oh, that's the perfect oh, ending. That's the perfect <laughs> ending. Oh, God, David. <laughs> You surprised me. I can just oh. hear Bullet and Fulty going at it. So, hang on. I mean, so, those two idiots together. I mean, <laughs> is there a better combination besides him and Elk? Uh, I don't think like, there is. Listen, that is that is the best way to end a show right there. Oh, my God. We, I love those two. We, with a number yeah, two I, story it, and some grips. Same thank here. you so much. Where can people go find the power shoot that we were talking about earlier? They can, they can go on leadbetter.com or they can go on power shoot. I think it's powershoot.com. And they should try it out because if you're interested in getting a little more distance. They work. Helping, you know, help, help, helping your technique along the way and also... Yeah. Actually, having a little exercise incorporated—you don't have to go for a run. You just swing the, the power shoot maybe twenty times. I mean, and you use your own that. club. Yeah, use your own driver. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, exactly. it works perfect. You know, so uh, I love it. It's a, a great training aid. So the I, I can't wait to use it. And yeah, I got God, you. I got you. I, so as well, soon as I do, I'm gonna well, 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 I'm gonna well, post well, a video I'll, I'll, on I'll, Instagram. I'll get one sent to you. Oh, perfect. There I, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll get that. Uh, I'll start using it. I've got a simulator here that uh, I'll start to. We need to actually get into. Yeah, once we get I know we, we we're, we're right, getting brother. into a studio, um, and we're going to get to the golf simulator set up. Matt's got a great simulator. Uh, I mean, a big boy simulator that we. Well, good saw. luck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there it is. It came back, David. <laughs> <laughs> 
came to greet us at the very end. There you go, JD. Oh, man. Anyway, good luck with the show, guys. Have fun, man. Hey, it was was a blast. David, thank you so much for your time. David, thank you. You're so gracious. And what you're doing for Misha and everything is absolutely phenomenal. Here's round three. Shout out. David Ledbetter. Shout out to David. And uh, thanks thanks again for coming on. Have a great night. DLB, I love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to Pole Hook Golf, the podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and go to www.polehookgolf.com for more information.